up, everybody? It is me, George G. We've got another awesome episode of the Aligned Money Show coming up for you featuring Abby Large. Abby is SVP with Lennox Advisors. She is providing single source wealth management solutions for successful executives, affluent individuals, business owners, pro athletes, and entertainers. And I am not ashamed to say that though I've only known Abby for a short amount of time, I really, really, really love spending time with her and her perspective is awesome. So we had a great conversation, obviously did two truths and a lie. So you're going to find out if I was able to, who got the upper hand in that conversation. We talked about your halftime report and that was an awesome conversation that got into legacy and how you want to be remembered. Really cool story about the inventor of dynamite. We talked about cows and buffaloes and why it's way better to be a buffalo than it is to be a cow and how that applies to not just money, but our, our lives in general and our relationships. And Abby closed it down with a couple of awesome difference making tips as well. I know you're going to love it. Check it out. Let's go. Abby, to get us started, give us two truths and a lie. Two truths and a lie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'll keep it real simple. Okay. Staying home for the holidays. Okay. I am seriously considering what my halftime report is, meaning the second half of my life. And I am going out to dinner tonight with my family. Those are good ones, Abby. Right on the fly, too. <clears throat> you are not staying home for the holidays. That is true. I No, I, that is a lot. That's not true. I am staying home for the holidays. Oh, which one is a lie? You have to guess. Oh, oh I well. have to keep guessing. Okay, you're, you're uh, not going out for dinner tonight. You're eating at, you're eating at home or that something like exactly that. That's exactly right. Okay, all right. Exactly right. That was the lie. Well, Well, you got me. Well done. Well done. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, that was tough. Yeah, you're 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 well. You're very adept at this game. You are a good player, Abby. Well, like I said, I I used to play it with my kids to try and get them to speak. That, that's you, you mentioned, yeah. When you picked the kids up in the car, how was school? Fine, good. Fine, so fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to put that to work myself. So I love it. <laughs> oh, it's great. What okay, you know, I I need to pull this string. What's the uh tell me about this halftime report? So the halftime report is really interesting to me because when you get to you know 50 years old and beyond, and then you you know you're in the sandwich years and you're taking care of your family and you're taking care of your parents and you're talking about retirement and what does that mean? It's interesting to me. Nobody retires anymore. They just do something that they're passionate about and they try to hone in on what their why is and what their purpose is and how they want to be remembered. And I think that that's really important to figure out what your legacy is going to be. You know, I, I saw, um, I heard a story about um, the inventor of dynamite. Do you know who invented dynamite? I don't. Okay. So the gentleman that invented dynamite was a twin. He had a twin brother. And he opened up the 
paper and saw uh, his his brother had passed and he opened up the paper to see the obituary but the newspaper made a mistake and instead talked about the brother that's still alive hmm. and he was the person that invented dynamite so i think the title of the um, obituary was um um uh it's like the mechanic of you know, destruction or something like that. Or it was something really like, oh my God, I'm reading, like he's reading this and thinking this weapons of mass destruction and this is my legacy, like killing people. And wow. it was, it was, he was gobsmacked by this. <laughs> it was just so, and he decided in that moment how horrified that he was that he was going to take his entire fortune and start the Nobel Peace Prize. Wow. Albert Nobel was the inventor of dynamite. And when he saw that his legacy while he was alive was, uh, you know, the, the killer of the world or being part of that, he decided to change that legacy and now look at all at the Nobel Peace Prize, which is what recognizes the brilliance of all these people in the world. And that's what he's known for. So that is an interesting, that is a very interesting um, story for me because that's the definition. That's a very definition of legacy. Amazing force of will right there. Right. I know. And so it really makes you think, like, how do you want to be remembered? Mm -hmm. So I, I ask my clients a lot what, what their halftime report is. And it's interesting what people say. They don't even, some of them don't even understand what that means. But we spend decades in the accumulation phase of our lives and just accumulating and accumulating and spending and saving and accumulating. And then when distribution happens and preservation happens, it's a whole different ball game. And, and, and someone quite wealthy, I think it was Bill Gates said, it's harder to give money away than it is to earn it, hmm. <laughs> which I thought was interesting, but I don't know. The world is, um, it's happening too fast. Things are, happening that I, I never dreamt I would be living through. I, I literally think I might have to like create a, a bunker in my backyard. I don't know. I just, it's a little bit scary, but at the same time, um, I, I am trying to live in the now huh? and be in the moment. And actually, if you think about it, being in the moment is really quite difficult. Because then someone will ask you, oh, what'd you have for breakfast today? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that That's a silly example. But living in the now is, is I, I think there's a book by uh, Eckhart Tolle. It's called The Power of Now. It's an interesting book. But it's it's all about the skills on how to learn how to be in the present moment, which which people think is easy, but it really isn't because there's so many responsibilities. So I don't know. I think, I also think COVID screwed up a lot of people. 
for with, sure. Right? Like I think mm-hmm. I don't know, just just there's so much going on right now in the world. And um to try to navigate that and to try to create a legacy for your family and doing the right thing, it I don't know. I don't mind having a glass of tequila every now and again to talk it over. <laughs> sometimes sometimes that is uh, the necessary delivery mechanism for finding yourself in the right state and, and space to be having this kind of conversation and thinking these kinds of thoughts. I think there's so much wisdom in what you've been talking about. I love the Albert Nobel story. It's, it's amazing. And it made me think that sometimes when we get bad news, we get a diagnosis of some kind that I'm not well or somebody I care for, something bad happens to. That's that sobering moment that says, oh, my gosh, it snaps cold water to the face. Reality hits us and says, is this what I want? And yeah, i guilty of living in the past or thinking about the future instead of doing what needs to be done right now. Um and there's so much going on that is terrifying and I feel powerless to what's going on with most of it. And I'll throw an uh, Eckhart totally kind of a, a saying, it's from Jack Cornfield. He says, you need to tend to the parts of the garden you can touch. Um, mm. Yeah, there's another saying that it, it says, uh, the grass isn't necessarily greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. One of my favorites. Yeah, that's a good one too. Um, I, I, um, I find maybe I'm stretching this a bit, but I find people to be very different now than they used to be. And maybe it's because of technology and maybe it's because everyone's addicted to their phones. And maybe it's because, you know, nobody speaks to each other. Nobody gets out of their seats and goes to an office to talk to somebody anymore. So life is changing. And I'd, I'd like to hold on to the way it was. I, I, I don't know. I really what parts? I well, getting off your seat and going to somebody's office to talk to them versus an email. For starters. <laughs> For starters, right? <laughs> I think I think the humanity part of our relationships are diminishing the humanity part. And, you know, going out to dinner and, and having no phone available. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Have you ever left your phone at home? Just I intentionally, I intentionally do as often as I can. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it is a freedom. And so ironic is that when people have a phone, they feel like there's freedom because they have the phone, but yet I disagree at some points, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, it's the end of the year, right? January starts a new year. It starts a new year for everybody, for businesses, for, you know, for relationships, for, um, you know, goal setting. It's an interesting time of year. And I, I don't know, I, I, I never, re- I used to set goals all the time at the beginning of the year. And then I stopped for a little bit and then I started up again. And I'm finding that the goal, the goal writing is just really holding myself accountable. But the, the goals, I think as soon as you decide to do something, the, the deciding is the most important part because you can talk about it. 
You could talk about it with other people. You can think about it. You can dream about it. But it's different than deciding. So, you you know, you're in your 50s and then you have to decide, okay, now what? Some people work until they can't work anymore and that's that. And they love what they're doing. Some people have to work. They can't retire. Some people are forced into the workforce because they lost their shirt with the markets. There's all these things. So I don't know. How do you put that into something that makes sense? And I think you're doing such great stuff, George, with your podcasting because you're talking about all of this stuff and people don't necessarily talk openly about it or publicly about it. They keep it to themselves or they act out or there's self-doubt or there's imposter syndrome or do you know what I mean by that? hundred percent. It's yeah. something that I've, it's interesting in something, some aspects of my life, I, I just do things. I have this self-assuredness that is probably misplaced, but I just go ahead and do things. But then there's other things that I really wanted to do in the back of my mind or in my heart that my limiting beliefs stopped me from doing. And once I recognized those, I was literally thinking the other day, I'm like, okay, you know, I'd really like to do more speaking and and, and these are ideas that I want to share and get out. And I I realized, well, if you want to do that, then just go ahead and do it. Nobody's going to give you permission. There's not a better time than today. I'm not going to get any younger and I still have plenty of time and energy. So now. Have I ever told you the Buffalo story? The Buffalo and the cow story? I'm not sure. So there is a place in Montana that has, um, it's the only place in, in the country that cows and buffaloes migrate together. And they did a little study of how they behave when they see a storm coming over the horizon. And if you know anything about cows, they run very slowly. So when they see a storm coming over the horizon, they run away from the storm. And because they run so slowly, the storm is eventually catching up to them and their pain and suffering is prolonged. Buffaloes, on the other hand, when they see a storm coming over the horizon, they head towards the storm. And so they run through it and their pain and suffering is a lot less. Hmm. So it's a metaphor for my family because if things get, you know, you're afraid to talk to somebody about something that's bothering you or you want to fix something, but you're just afraid of whatever that is. It's, been this metaphor in my family because we're not, we're a bunch of buffaloes. Like just, just get through it. Just face it. Have the conversation, do what you need to do and stop running away from it. And so don't, don't judge my family or I, but we all got a tattoo of a buffalo. But I I love that. Here's mine. We all have the exact Hmm. same tattoo. And it is a constant reminder for me. I look at it a lot because there are times where I just don't want to do it. I don't want to say it, do it, go through it. And then I look at this buffalo and I know you got to go through it. You got to get through it. And I find that 
as awkward as it is, as afraid as you are, as uncomfortable in your own skin during that process, when you come out on the other side, it is such a better result. And then that's in, that's in your past. And you learn from it, grow from it, experience with it. And um, yeah, so that, that is a, that is a, that is a, that is a thing that my family and I live by. I think it's super powerful and you'd probably do it without the tattoo, but when you <laughs> see it, it gives you that little bit of a reminder. Yeah, it does. It, do, it definitely does. Uh, I'll give you an example. <laughs> My older two children moved into the city and when they were born, they were three months old when 9-11 hit. And I remember being in New York City and my three months old, they have twins, and they were sit they were laying on my bed. And um my husband was supposed to go to um the trade center at 8 30 that morning, and he's never late. And he called my my TV wasn't on, the, the the babies were on the bed, and he calls and says, I'm fine. I said, What are you talking about? He said, Turn the TV on. Oh my god. I said, What on earth? He said, I was supposed to be there. I was wow. running late. And I was like, hmm. Are you? Kidding me right now. Anyway, fast forward. I I watched in horror that day of what happened, and then my children are moved into the city to start their lives and careers. And one of them lives in Tribeca, the other one lives in the financial district. And in between them is the memorial for 9/11. And I have not been there for twenty something since it happened. I couldn't find myself to. I couldn't go to see the memorial. And I've heard there's a lot of water. I heard, have you been there? I have. Okay. No one told me what the water did. And when I, and okay, so so I'm walking and all of a sudden I, I come to a complete stop and I realize that I'm about to walk through this memorial and I've never been there yet. And my daughter says, we can walk around it if you'd like. And I looked at my Buffalo tattoo. I said, no, I have got to go through this. Yeah. I have to do this now. And so of course I did. And I, and, and the architect that designed this really nailed it because I was a hot mess for a good 20 minutes and just 22 years of just emotions came out and the people's names that were on the bricks and the water. It was just, oh my God, it was really powerful. And then I'm looking at my 22 year old daughter who used to be three months old and the, and just the, 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 the turn of events of how now they're in the city and what's between them is this memorial. It was just, and what's even crazier is the first day of my daughter's first day on her job, starting her career for life was on 9-11. Well, September 9-11 this year. It was really weird, but everything comes full circle, it seems. Mm -hmm. You know, like, this is a stretch, but when there's a forest fire, fires need to happen for, 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 for them to re get reborn, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. it was a very powerful moment, and it was... Um, it was interesting how fast it happened. 
the time that has gone by and what has transpired since then. So I don't know. I don't know why I brought this up, but oh, it was about the Buffalo story going yeah. through that. Yeah. So I'm a better person for it. For sure. We have all these superpowers as human beings, um, but rationalization, our ability to rationalize our situations is that, but it's more of a, a weapon of mass destruction because we rationalize why we decide to not be the buffalo. We rationalize, ah, you know what? I just don't feel like doing the things that I know that I ought to do. I'm just, I don't feel like having that conversation with my XYZ person, with my kid today or my business partner or my husband today, you know, and that just keeps us from the lives that we really want versus being the buffalo, turning into the storm, knowing that it's not going to feel great, but it's the better path because you will get through it faster. Yeah, precisely. That's exactly right. Um, and we talked earlier about the buffalo, the cow, and then um, the, the respect, understanding, and appreciation. That when you're going through all of these things, you have to keep all of that in mind. Respecting people, understanding them, and appreciating them. And I feel that when you're in a relationship, maybe you have two of them and one of them's missing. Maybe all three are missing, but it's a checkpoint. Am I being respected today? Am I being understood today? And am I being appreciated today? And if you're not feeling those things, I think it's also important to be that Buffalo and speak up in, an, in a nice way, of course, in a professional way, but to speak up regardless, because um, I don't think it's healthy to keep festering. And we no talk about of life, <laughs> right? If, if we talk financial health, uh, physical health, mental health, emotional health, it, it's all encompassing, you know? So, and I also find people to be a little bit more difficult these days. <laughs> so, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but. Well, no, I think, I think it's, it's <clears throat> our, we have lost our ability to be bored and to be contemplative and to be just sit quietly in, in, in our thoughts because we have our phones that just automatically allow us to change our disposition and to satiate ourselves instead of doing the things that we used to do. So yeah, for sure. People are different. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm switching topics at the moment because it was just on my mind yesterday. I was, I was watching, uh, I heard a story about this show that very heavy people, like I think it's uh, like a thousand pound sisters or something. I don't know. I heard this story and it, it made me think about how people can, I'm totally switching topics, but how, the, how people can grow their own veg, fruits and vegetables and for free. Like they can do it for free. And what's really infuriating is that um, they're not being taught to do this, but yet they're being taught to spend less money to buy crap food and be unhealthy. And the crap food affects their emotions, their physical, uh, their physicality, their, 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 their brains at everything. And it's this perpetual problem. And so I wish that, 
more people would talk about just put setting up a garden, save the apples in your apple, save the app, save the seeds from your spaghetti squash, save the seeds from your cucumbers, save all your seeds and just plant them in the backyard. You'll have fresh food and it's free. <laughs> I don't know. I'm totally switching topics right now. No, but- uh, well, yes, yes and no. I mean, we started talking about our our halftime report, and I just I I, I thought uh, recently about the idea of what if we live for a thousand years, and then the next one was what if we just live for one year? You know how would how would that change our perception and our behaviors and our activities and our outlook and 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 all those kinds of things? Well, we're talking about living a hundred years, so when I'm around fifty, I can reevaluate what's going on. And I think it's an incredibly healthy, healthy thing to be reevaluating our existence. If it's New Year's resolutions or this is a time around the holidays where you get a little bit of time off to contemplate and think about, do I want to be a thousand pounds? Do I want to do X, Y, or Z? Is this the life that I want to carry on next year for the next 50 years? And I have the ability to choose all of it. I get to choose how I feel about everything. Nobody gets to choose that for me. But we surrender that because we're just spinning. We're just we're going through the motions and being carried along by the currents of life. So I think what you're talking about is germane to what we've been talking about the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I um you you you've heard of Simon Sinek, right? Sure. Yeah. He speaks a lot about the, this generation of technology and leadership. And um, I, I like a lot of the things that he says. One of the things that he says that is so true is um, about these, you know, the, the connection that people are making. We're losing that how to communicate with people. Mm-hmm. It's the art of communication is being lost the art of reading somebody's body language is being lost because we're not in front of them anymore as much. And that part, I, I would love to change. Um, it, it, it is concerning to me that everybody hold on to their phone as if it was part as if it was like growing on their body like if it was part of their body and what's really freaking me out is that it's listening to us and there's that <laughs> then there's that so i don't know i don't know I, I i it comes to a point where you get to an age where you want to pay it forward you want to make your mark in this world and leave it better than you found it. And I don't know, I just think that as we get older, the, the, the circle of friends becomes smaller, the activities become more intensified because that's what you're focused on. There's not that many more, there's not as many distractions, but you got to weed out that. And I think, and I think this holiday season is going to be good for a lot of people because I think people just need to take a breath. And so that's why I'm staying home. I need a breath. I need to breathe. 
<laughs> I love it. I, you know, sitting home by a fire with your family, ain't nothing better than that. That sounds pretty great. I know. Are you I traveling? That, Are you have traveling? that glass of tequila you were talking about earlier. Oh my God, that glass of tequila, right? Let's go. Speaking now, of the, we, we're, so expensive these days. What's going on? <laughs> good tequila? It's absurd. It, it absolutely is absurd. <laughs> Inflation is is impacting every part of our, our 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 lives, from gas at the pump to our tequila and everything else. No, but the good news is is that the Feds have have mentioned that they're slowly going to be reducing interest rates, and I, I'm really hoping that this starts leveling off because um, it, it, the inflation is outrageous. Yeah. So well, I have I have implicit confidence in our government and our leaders, so I'm sure that this is all going to be cleared up in no time, Abby. Oh that, well, that was that that was sarcasm. <laughs> that, 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 that's, <laughs> <laughs> that was sarcasm. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Abby, we're ready for your difference making tip. Even though you've given us a lot, you've given us a lot of them. What do you think? I think one of the biggest differences that you can make for yourself and for other people is a few things. Number one is to be an owner of your own shit. I think that is so important because when you're an owner of your own shit, then people don't necessarily, you know, it's like, I own it. Okay. Not perfect. This is my faults. This is my character flaw. I own it. And there's something uh, acceptable about that. And it's when people, I think, ignore that and get defensive by it, there's, there's this conflict. So I think reducing conflict is recognizing your own character flaws and Saying out loud, yeah, I'm not good at this. I, I need help. Or, yeah, I really suck at this. And, you know, or this is not my best character trait. Can you help me? I think that is a big thing to recognize that you're not perfect. You've got the flaws. Everybody's got them. You're not alone. It's pretty universal. I think self-doubt is universal. I think imposter syndrome is universal. And I think admitting all of this to, 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 to people, to just be your intention becomes different for people and the relationships. I think that's one of the things. And the other thing is um, compassion. Just compassion and also deep listening, deep listening and trusting that what comes out of your mouth after you are deeply listening to someone, trusting your intuition that what that allowing yourself to completely take in what someone's saying, as opposed to thinking about what you're going to be saying next and not truly listening to that person. That's a that's an interesting exercise, but what it takes is patience. And so I would say to give yourself 
patient, more patience with yourself. I think people are very impatient these days with themselves and with others. And I think just taking a step back and maybe not answering the question right away and saying, I don't know, I need to think about it. Let me, let me noodle on that. Let me get back to you. I used to not do that. And now I am. And I think the intentionality of the thought process is more meaningful. So there it is. Well, I think that that is great stuff, Abby. That definitely gets it. Come on. Abby, thank that you so much. What? Uh, come on. Come on. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always so wonderful to talk to you. Tell us again how people can get in touch with you, learn more, more about you, and engage. I would love for people to get in touch with me um, to talk about life or their finances or planning or whatever it is. I just enjoy having meaningful conversations with people and and helping them along the way. And they can reach me um, always on the website, lennoxadvisors.com, L-E-N-O-X-A-D-V-I-S-O-R-S.com. LinkedIn, I am on LinkedIn, of course, and my email address, alarge at lennoxadvisors.com. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Abby your appreciation, share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to lennoxadvisors.com and find Abby on LinkedIn as well and get in touch, talk about life, finances, planning, figure out uh, if you have your halftime report in order and figure out how you can be more buffalo, less cow, figure out how you can own your shit and then ask <laughs> for help when when you need it because, spoiler alert, we all experience those negative bad feelings and it's way better to be the bison and take that head on versus trying to uh, pretend like it's going to go away because it's not. Thanks, Gennavi. Good stuff, George. Thank you. And finally, a friendly reminder, there's never going to be anybody more interested in your financial success than you are. So act accordingly. Amen.